In 1955, a 17-year-old left his home in Colorado to join the United States Navy. That young man was my father, and these are the letters he wrote home. I'm Elaine, Ken's daughter, and this is Dear Folks. Welcome to Episode 4 of Dear Folks, Letters Home from the Navy. First, a note that this episode was recorded on Memorial Day 2020, a United States holiday observed on the last Monday of May to honor the men and women who died while serving in the United States military. Memorial Day was designated a federal holiday in 1971, and many people don't know there's a national moment of remembrance at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day to reflect on the sacrifices of so many. As Korean War veteran and Purple Heart recipient Howard William Osterkamp said, all gave some some gave all. In episode three, dad went through the gas chamber, was mad because he wouldn't be able to march in 4th of July parades with the drum and bugle corps due to a conflict with service week. Those fat boys lost a little weight, but not quite enough. And dad was looking forward to his first liberty. This week, I'm going to give a quick update on a topic from episode three, talk about what happens in Navy basic training today, and of course, read more of Dad's letters. In episode three, Dad mentioned tying laundry to the clothesline using ropes. I wondered what the Navy had against clothespins and how exactly laundry could even be tied with ropes. I've since gotten a little more information from some Great Lakes Naval Station graduates. It's not an authoritative answer, but one theory about the question of why not use clothespins is that it was practice tying square knots over and over and over and teaching recruits attention to detail. If the knots weren't tied perfectly or the laundry wasn't spaced correctly on the line, company commanders were known to pull your laundry down, throw it in the dumpster, or stomp it in the mud. I couldn't find any pictures of how these laundry ropes were used because I didn't know what they were called, but I have since learned they were called clothes stops and were thin lines about a foot long with metal tips to keep the ends from fraying. Uniform pieces at the time were constructed with metal grommets through which the clothes stops were threaded. Every recruit in the Navy was issued clothes stops in boot camp until 1973. I'll post some pictures of what they looked like and how they were used on the website blog at www.dearfolks1955.com. Next, I'd like to talk about Navy basic training as it stands today, which differs a bit from Dad's 1955 version. The goal of Navy basic training, also known as boot camp, is to instill the Navy's core values with the basic skills of training in a team environment. The U.S. Navy's current basic training schedule looks like this. Week one, you're processed in, issued your uniforms, and get medical and dental screenings and a haircut, and you begin swimming, marching, drilling, and going to class. Week two is confidence week where you go through the confidence course, which simulates shipboard situations you could encounter in an emergency. Week three is hands-on aboard a land-bound training ship, learning things like ship nomenclature, semaphore, laws of armed conflict, shipboard communication, and basic seamanship. Week four is live fire where recruits are trained and tested on the use of weapons. 
Week 5 is Career Week, focused on what you'll do after basic training. Week 6 is Fire Safety, including firefighting and everyone's favorite, the gas chamber. Week 7 is Battle Stations, a team exercise consisting of 12 scenarios incorporating everything you've learned. Successful completion earns you the title of Navy Sailor and there's nothing left but Week 8, Graduation. Modern boot camp is shorter than what Dad went through in 1955, and much of that is due to the Navy's elimination of Service Week in 2003. With Dad about halfway through his own basic training, let's read some letters. June 25th, 1955. Dear folks, Well, I went over to adult instruction class last night. Two more times and I will have completed the course. They have Lutheran Communion on the first week of every month. That will probably be the 2nd of July. I don't know whether to go or not. What do you think I should do? A couple of the guys in our company got visitors today. Their folks came up to see them, and so they got a pass to go over to Mainside and talk to them. Boy, they're really rushing us through our classes and everything. Some of the guys say that maybe we will only have seven weeks of boot camp, but our company commander said he would let us know if we did, and he hasn't said anything to us, so I suppose we'll be here for the full nine weeks. I sure hope I don't have to come back up here to go to school because I won't get any travel pay. If I get stationed here, I'll have to pay my own way home and back up here. If I go to San Diego, it won't cost me anything. I still haven't had time to get any pictures taken, but I think I can get some pretty soon. I just talked to a guy, and he said I could use his camera, so I guess I'll run over and buy some film so I can take the pictures, get them developed, and send some home to you. I have to stand guard tonight from 6 to 8 o'clock, and tomorrow morning from 4 to 8 o'clock. I just went over a while ago and talked to Howard. He said his folks are getting a different car. Did they get it yet? I think they needed a new one. I hope maybe I can go to a ball game sometime when I go on Liberty. Well, I can't think of anything else to write about right now, so I will close and write another letter tomorrow and mail them both at once. Take it easy. Love, Ken. June 26th, 1955. Dear folks, I don't have too much time to write, so this will probably be pretty short. How's the fishing back there? Are you having any luck or don't you go very often? I'll write and tell you how I made out at my classification interview. Howard thinks he is coming back here to go to Hospital Corman School. I am guaranteed a school. It will probably be either electronics technician or radio man. They gave us three choices and see which one we are best qualified for. Did you see the pictures that Marilyn Grice took of us when we left? She sent them to Charlie, but he sent them back before I got a chance to see them. She is getting more made and is going to send them back up to him. I hope I can go to Chicago on the 4th, but I don't suppose I'll be able to because I'll be working. I went to church this morning, and I think I'll go to the show tonight. Well, I guess I'll close now. Write soon. Love, Ken. June 28, 1955 Dear folks, Got your letter yesterday. I also got one from Larry and one from Gail Johnson. Don't be disappointed if you don't get any letters from me for the next week because we are going on Ship's Service Week Thursday. We are going over to Camp Barry where they run all the skinheads through, so I'll probably run into Lyle over there. 
I go on my first liberty on July 9th at 12 o'clock noon and have to be back at midnight. Our company commander warned us that we'd better not do any drinking because if you are drunk when you come back to camp, they will send you right straight to the brig. I took those pictures over to get them developed tonight. They will be ready on Friday, but I probably won't be able to get them until a week from Thursday when we get back from service week. I'll send them to you as soon as I can. Well, keep writing, and I'll write as often as I can. See you in about five and a half weeks. Love, Ken. July 1st, 1955. Camp Barry, Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks, I got one of your letters yesterday and one today. We started our service week Thursday, and we'll get off on the 7th. I've got a real easy job. All I do is sit in an office all day and take messages from chief petty officers. I will go on my first liberty next Saturday the 9th. I'll probably just go to a show or something. I won't be able to take communion tomorrow because I have to work in the morning. Jerry Roche is coming over to see me tomorrow afternoon. I have gained five pounds since I've been here and hope I can gain some more. About those stripes, we are now seamen recruits, which is one stripe. After you get out of boot camp, I'll be a seaman apprentice, which is two stripes, but they put two stripes on our uniforms right away so we don't have to change when we leave boot camp. After we get off service week, we will only have four weeks to go. In those four weeks, we will have firefighting and rowing. Firefighting, we have to go into burning buildings and put out oil fires. We get to go out to the lake for one whole day and row whale boats. Well, I guess I'd better close for now. We'll write more later. Love, Ken. July 2nd, 1955. Camp Barry, Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks, I wrote that other letter in the office and didn't have too much time, so I'll write more now. Lyle was here in Barrie, but he must have went over to Bootside a couple of days ago, so we just missed him. I'll probably get to see him over there when we get back. I won't be able to take communion in the morning because I have to work from 6.30 till noon, and then I'm off from then until 12 o'clock Monday. I got a letter from Gail, but he didn't have too much to say, and I haven't had time to answer it yet. I only got one letter from Shirley so far, but I suppose she's pretty busy now. They have run about 10,000 recruits through here since I was over here four weeks ago, so you can just guess how big this base is. They say it is 10 miles square. Try to get Lyle's address and send it to me so I can locate him on the base here. I hope you can take your vacation when I'm home. That would be real nice. Boy, it sure is hot up here. It is about 90 or 95 every day. The heat isn't so bad, but the humidity is so darn high. I bet I sweat three gallons every day. Yes, I got all the pictures you sent, and they're pretty sharp. Well, I don't have too much more to say, so I'll close. Love, Ken. July 8th, 1955. Camp Dewey, Great Lakes, Illinois. Well, I finally found time to write. We got off of service week today last night and just have to lay around all day today. Tomorrow I am going to Milwaukee on my first liberty. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll probably go to a show or something. I finally got those pictures back and I'm sending some of them to you. One of them is of the barracks and the rest are of me. We just got paid this morning. 
got $20 and we won't get paid again for two weeks. We were going to go to Chicago Sunday to see a doubleheader, but they changed our minds and we can't go now. I have gained about five or six pounds since I took those pictures. Man, it's hot out here. It is about 80 degrees at 7 in the morning and gets up to about 95 degrees to 105 degrees about noon, and it doesn't hardly cool at night. Howard said he saw Lyle the other day. He is in Camp Moffat. It is right across the street from Camp Dewey. I don't suppose I'll get to see him while I'm here. Well, I'll write Sunday and tell you what I did in Milwaukee. Write soon. Love, Ken. July 10th, 1955. Camp Dewey, Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks and kids, how is everything going back at the old homestead? Everything is real George right here. Well, I had my first liberty yesterday and had quite a bit of fun. Went to Chicago and messed around all day. We went out to Riverview Amusement Park and it's really nice out there. It's about like Lakeside, only they have a lot more rides. We only have three more weeks of training, and then our last week, we are ship's company. During the last week, we won't have anything to do but mess around. I don't know if I will be home on the night of the 9th. I might stay in Denver with Shirley and come home the next morning. Rosh said it costs $35 for a round-trip ticket in case I get stationed back up here. I hope I get to go to San Diego because I don't like this dump up here. Do you think I should get a tattoo? If you don't want me to, I won't. I sent some more pictures I had taken in one of those machines. I will mail them when I mail this letter. Well, is there anything going on back at the hometown? I didn't think there was. We go firefighting in the morning and we'll stay out there all day. They light big tanks of oil and we have to put them out. It should be quite a bit of fun. I have Liberty again next Saturday and I think I'll go to Waukegan. It's a small town about five miles from here. I don't think I'll go back to Chicago anymore. I don't like it. It's too big. Well, I don't have too much more to say, so I guess I'll cash in. See you in four weeks. Love, Ken. Write soon. Halfway through boot camp, things seem to be settling down into a routine, and Dad's letters are getting shorter. Of course, he's also pretty busy, as he might have mentioned a time or two. At age 17... Dad is still interested in his parents' opinion on important decisions like whether to take communion or get a tattoo. Since there's no commentary, presumably Dad and his buddies did not return drunk from their first liberty and get thrown in the brig, but this is, after all, the version of events narrated to parents, so who knows, really? Speaking of that liberty, the cover picture for this week's episode is of Dad with his friends on their first liberty in Chicago, presumably taken at Riverview Amusement Park, which operated through 1967. Dad is the tall one on the far right with his stripes out of the frame. It seems like Dad got pretty lucky with his service week assignment. For a lot of recruits at the time, this was a sleepless week of hard labor, but he got to sit in an office and take messages. In fact, he seems to have had time to write a letter home in the office while on duty, and it's the first letter that he sent home that was typed. Finally, I love it when a little 1950s slang comes out of Dad's pen, and I hope you will all join me in trying to bring the phrase Real George back to common usage. That concludes this week's episode, and we are well into July 1955 already. Thanks for listening along. 
I'm Elaine, Ken's daughter, and I'll be back next week with episode five, where we'll hear about that firefighting and maybe some time out on the lake too. Until then, I hope everything is real George with you. This episode of Dear Folks, Letters Home from the Navy was recorded during the 2020 COVID-19 outbreak when people all over the world have been staying home to try to slow the spread of the virus. Restrictions are now being eased in some areas. Follow the science, stay safe, be well, and think about writing a letter to someone you care about. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting directory and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dear Folks 1955. Images of some of the letters and related items are available at www.dearfolks1955.com and if you have questions or other commentary, email me at dearfolks1955 at gmail.com. I'm Elaine, Ken's daughter, and I'll be reading more letters next week. Until then, I wish you fair winds and following seas, and please write soon. Thank you.